0: This is the Solutions for Climate Revolution podcast. My name is Francesca and my guest today is Steve Gladman. Steve has worked in the solar energy industry for 10 years and is the founder of Energy Connectors, a business focused on creating information, events and networking opportunities for people who work in the renewable energy and smart grid sectors. You cultivate an inspiring space for energy professionals to connect, stay connected and to learn from each other. Your events stimulate collaboration and synergies that are going to save the world economically by climate change mitigation and socially by striving for and then promoting equality diversity and inclusion i was very lucky to attend your amazing smart cities conference last year that was especially for women shout out hashtag women powering smart energy and i have just been listening to your most recent contribution to humanity you are helping the homeless a new series to save us all through these new and unknown times called the conversation piece where you are chatting to more amazing people in the saving the world space and supporting the big issue Steve you're a champion for those who feel overlooked and unheard and you are fighting to accelerate the transition towards renewable energy for young people out there who also want to contribute to saving the world could you talk a bit about the changes you have seen over the last decade what are the positive directions you can see emerging?
1: Well, good afternoon, Francesca. Thank you very much for such a wonderful introduction. <laughs> I'm going to steal all of that and use it as my CV in future.
0: Because
1: <laughs> um, I sound amazing, and uh, unfortunately, I'm not really.
0: No, but, um, you are. You That are was amazing. brilliant.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was nice to meet you last year when you came to the um, Smart Cities, Sustainable Cities conference, which was part of the uh, the, the inaugural uh, London Climate Action Week, part of the, the Lord Mayor of London's um, contribution to climate change, which was brilliant. Um, and unfortunately, that can't happen this year because of the coronavirus. Um, but it was a fantastic initiative, and that's where I first met you. Um, and um that worked really well um yeah i've i've done i'm d- i'm doing some other things so so basically what i'm doing is as you uh, said exactly right i'm trying to bring people together that are involved and that are influential in mitigating climate change and bringing about uh, a green transition by renewable energy um energy is energy and transport as you know are the biggest causes uh, or uh, the biggest sources of um co2 emissions uh and we really need to change that um that, that's a real mountain to climb uh and that's got to be changed um and we're getting there you know renewable energy is um is taking up more and more uh, deployment a- a- across the world um as Kingsmill Bond said in in his interview with me yesterday, um, you know we're we're reaching a point where actually that uh, that new um, technology in renewable energy is is causing um, oil and gas companies a big headache uh, uh, to the point where it could actually topple them, and the demand for oil and gas just uh, continues on a decreasing trajectory. Um, but what I've what I've seen in recent past is the amount of young people wanting to get involved in shaping their future. Um because old people like me um probably don't have a great deal of time left on the planet. Um, if I'm lucky twenty years. Um if I don't go out, that is. So stay indoors, kids. Um More than that. But, I hear the um,
0: fifties is the new thirty, so
1: Hold on them. a minute. Well, what's sixty? Let's let's be fair. Oh. But um, but what I've seen is the fact that kids are increasingly influential. Greta uh, Thunberg obviously has made huge advances um, in in motivating and galvanising kids around the globe uh, in getting involved in having their say about their future. Um and the grown ups are have still a lot of homework to do and a lot of work to do, but we are making massive changes. You know there are um huge changes from a decade ago we've left it too late well sorry, we have left it too late. we should have done a lot of this a lot sooner. we could have done um, We have time still, just but um We could have done this much sooner, but we are doing it. Um, Investors are very conscious of uh, of what they're doing with their money. Um, They're no longer investing in oil and gas companies as they were, it's not gonna bring them safe returns. Um, There'll be a lot of stranded assets for those people that have invested in those areas. So um, I see the investment community, uh, the construction community, um, banks, finance, communities doing so much more now. And obviously the renewable energy is still fairly new. Uh, it started off when I got involved as a commercial, as a cottage industry 10 years ago, and now it's, it's, it's big business, you know, globally. So um, so the positives that I've noticed are, A, children are getting involved and are much more savvy about, um, about their world uh and they they have a voice now which is really important they're able to influence politicians and policy makers and banks and financiers they are able with their voice to help shape a cleaner more equitable future which i think is just amazing and as i say i think the beat of has got to be given all the credit that she deserves and is due um i know she gets knocked by a lot of people but hey you know what she's managed to achieve in quick time is is amazing
0: i totally agree with you i think she's so inspirational and i think yeah it's been i do feel in some i agree with you in, in everything that you just said and i think um to keep the hope up i think we are getting to this too late but late than never I think and I think um, from my journey from the last 10 years it's been the last year and a half it's just accelerated in the media and one of the things yeah. I, I I don't want to spoil your your amazing episode um, of the conversation no, piece with, with Kingsmill but um, yeah. it's I, there was, when he mentioned there were three parts to getting this virus under control and mm-hmm. um, I think the second one he you were talking about the opportunities we will have as a global society uh, yes. when when we have the when the when the yeah the virus is under control and i was just wondering if you could expand on what you mean by those opportunities because there's huge there's huge yeah opportunity here for governments to do stuff and i think um i I just yeah i just do well, we need to yeah you go yeah, please
1: go no 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 i sorry I i was just Going to say that the opportunities are going to be, from my point of view, I think they're going to be immense and and huge. Uh, There are, up up to now, really, the world has been running pretty much along the same lines as it has been since the Industrial Revolution. Um, We have very similar legal processes in place, Uh, governance in this country is pretty much the same. Um, financial and tax rules and regulations are very similar in banking, Um, the political system, the law as well. Um, So we're running on a very antiquated system. We're trying to to run a very uh, technology-based and that's continuing to advance at breakneck speed world and uh, and a globalized world now um you know with globalized trade etc so it this pandemic seems to have pointed out and highlighted very quickly because it's happened so quickly it's pointed out that a cooperation globally is is amazing it can work i read uh, or i saw this morning that russia has, has supplied millions of face masks to the us because the us can't get them and if you think you know that the us the richest country in the world can't manufacture or can't get hold of um personal protective equipment um soon enough for its um health service or health providers um and russia is supplying them to help them i mean that's that's in geopolitical terms it's quite a small thing but it it, it speaks volumes to me that actually. You know, Trump makes a call to Putin, Putin airlifts, all this equipment into the U.S. And and that's just, well, it's almost unheard of, unprecedented. So we have an opportunity now to to change lots of things. Investors uh, are going to suffer a lot through this pandemic. Um, Firstly, you know, I don't want to make light of the amount of people that are dying, that are getting ill um and more and more are dying each day and it's becoming um more statistical now um and that sort of human element is disappearing as as those figures rise um you know we're seeing tens of thousands um losing their life to covid19 so i don't want to underplay that Uh, and talking about opportunities in the future seems a little incongruous but you know we have to look to a future and we have to stay positive through this and the Absolutely. positive thing is i think we can come out of it um Absolutely. we can look at the way we trade globally we can look at the way the financial markets are structured we can look at the way that money is invested around the world for longer uh, a more um uh, equitable um, reasons than just pure profit, we can look at, as I say, those long-term goals for money to work for us. Um, You know, a lot of the money that's invested by fund managers and investment companies uh, is raised through um, people's pension funds. Um, And I think a lot of people now want their money uh, to be safe, uh, but they want their money to be doing something good. Um, something altruistic, something that's going to help us all lead a a fairer, more just and robust uh, life uh, and and have a better future. Um, So I think the opportunities for change are going to be, um, you you know, many. I mean, our infrastructure, our health service, um, equality around the world, paying People, uh, suppliers in emerging markets, better money, giving them better living conditions and working conditions. Um, You know, right through to the homeless people in the UK and around the rest of the world, to those people that are still called minority groups. Um, And you can talk, you know, from from people of heritage through to women in the world. You know, there, there are so many groups of people that are still uh, undervalued uh, and underrepresented. And I just think this, this pandemic is showing us what's truly um, important to us as society. Um, And I hope that we may get away from that materialistic, consumeristic world that we've all been living in for the last, uh, well, all my lifetime. Uh, Well, since the Industrial Revolution, we all want a better standard of life, but we all have a right to it. And at the moment, we don't all have the opportunity to have that. It would be nice to see a, a, a more caring world come out of this. One of the things that everybody's notice is not just me of course but you know through this time we're now coming out at eight o'clock in the evening to clap all those frontline workers in the nhs Mm -hmm. Um, we're giving praise to shop workers that that are still going into work to make sure that we're served our food and groceries Um, we're wondering if the dustbin man's still going to turn up on a monday and pick up our our refuse and if he doesn't or if she doesn't we think well hold on a minute they must you know we're relying on this infrastructure of people which rarely we've always referred to not i'm not talking about nhs but elsewhere as low paid low skilled uh, you know that we can fill those jobs quite easily well you know this is bringing to the fore that actually all the people we depend on in life to make our society worthwhile are worth paying a bit more money worth taking more notice of and actually we should be applauding those people in the nhs every day of the week every week of the year whatever's going on because they are all working in under-resourced conditions ill-managed conditions you know i think one thing the nhs needs an overhaul it needs reinvestment um and it needs to be um it needs to be better equipped as we've seen and people mm-hmm. have been saying this for years yeah. and a few years ago when the doctors went on strike because of their long working hours and, and not particularly uh, uh equi- equitable uh remuneration you know a lot of people are saying well they can't do that that's not fair on us so mine needed an operation and you know we weren't looking at them as as quite the same light as we are today oh, i
0: totally agree everything you just said is- just so beautiful so it's really what this pandemic is doing it's highlighting the cracks of our of our unsustainable global economy and it's it's forcing us to see infrastructure and i love what you said about people infrastructure as well it's it's forcing us to see people not just as numbers that so many i think when you when you get to like the government scale like people do just become digits and i think it, it's forcing us to see people as human again and we have to we're getting out of this rat race and we're re- hopefully we can relax a little bit and yeah there'll be the opportunities there are equal opportunities for all and it's, yeah. it's, it's people over profit I Love that.
1: I, I, I absolutely think so and i agree with you and i think that we are we've been so focused in the last 20 years on technology Mm. Uh, on robotics, on data storage, on AI, which is brilliant. And, and don't yeah. get me wrong, I'm not. I'm not a luddite. Um, technology brings us all forward. But what we've done is we've taken our eye off the ball of society generally. I think of people yeah. as individuals, and we've lost sight of that. And there is a big crack in most of what we do, where people inevitably fall in and into that and 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 we we were becoming less and less caring about them Mm -hmm. it was almost like you know the, the 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 survival of the fittest um and i don't know what it is whether it's internet whether it's social media whether it's just media generally but um we took our eye, we've been taking our eye off the ball of the really, really important things to human nature, um, and we're not <laughs> robots. We're not robots, we can't store huge amounts of data, we can manipulate it once we've collected it via computers, but you know, there's, there's people behind all of this still, um, mm-hmm. and you know, Electric cars is is another thing. You know, I, I love the idea of electric cars. I love even better the idea of electric cars being powered by renewable energy, oh, being charged. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the idea of a sustainable, um, uh, renewable uh, sorry, uh, uh, of electric battery. Um, I love all of that. But we don't need to have Teslas. We you know we don't we they, we we're already making electric car status symbols
0: Mm.
1: you know um we're already people that i've got an electric car and it's a tesla i've got one and it's a aston martin you know we're already going down that same same track with what should be something which is is there for everybody uh and saving the planet rather than look what i've got i've got the best of um Sorry, I'm getting really grumpy now. But no,
0: I think it's so important to to mention that because it's 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 so true. We have to be so careful, and we have to watch ourselves that we don't fall into the same traps that we that we did leading yeah. up to this pandemic. And I think I'm one of them. Like I, my dream and my goal in life is to be able to is to be able to afford a Tesla. I think it's I think it's one of the most beautiful things. But it, I've got I just got a, a hybrid, a secondhand hybrid the other day, and I, I yeah. could not be more chuffed. I feel like a queen Absolutely. driving around in that. But it's, we've Absolutely. got to. You have to it
1: is a Bentley. I've seen it. <laughs> okay. That's why you feel like a queen. No, it, it's um, it's important. It's important that people work hard to f- to get what they want. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm. But at the same time, it's not so important. Status mm. isn't so important. Um, you know, if it, it, you know, people can you know, successful business people give millions to various charities. Mm. That for them gives them far more status than the mansion and the the Rolls Royce and the Teslas and all the rest of it. You know, everybody loves them more for doing something for others than uh, than what they drive around in. Um, but you know, do what you like if you can afford it. But make sure that the people that can't afford it have can join can join in Absolutely. rather than just get left behind. Because I think that's what that's what happens. There are so many people around the world and in the UK that can't afford an electric vehicle. You know, they'd be lucky if they can find a few hundred pounds to buy a bashed up, you know, Ford Escort to get themselves and their children around, um, mm-hmm. which is obviously going to be using petrol or diesel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, we, we've got to change society. So, um so it's more even more more fair i think and we can do that we can we we, we can do that you know um whoever you know invents something uh, for the next few years they will become very rich uh which is fantastic and why shouldn't they but as those inventions become generics and and everybody's building the same or similar um then there's the opportunity for them to be affordable for everybody. And I'm not necessarily saying everything should be run by the state um, because, you know, we've seen that that doesn't work. Um, but there's got to be a different way, and there, there are different ways. And, and it's down to private investors and individuals with money to do good things with their, their money, take their eye off ever-increasing profits over the short term, and look for something better in a mid to long term um
0: structure absolutely there was uh, investors and investment keeps coming up in in here and i just i'd love to just quickly mention i i found out uh, a couple of weeks ago that um the the ceo of blackrock that big the the world's largest investment company in america the ceo Uh larry fink apparently he writes i love this it sounds so mysterious it's so cool he writes a letter to all the CEOs in I think, investment banks and higher places around the world every, at the beginning of every year. And yeah. apparently he wrote in his letter this year that it's, it's not enough for companies just to pursue profit. It has to be based around the purpose of the triple bottom line, circular economics, the global commons. And it's the human connectedness that links those three things of people, planet and profit. That is what's going to get us through because it's without sure. people we don't have anything and I think that's you' raised sure. such a valid and huge overlooked point that it's it is all about people and this is what I love this is what I love about your, your energy connectors it's what it's all about it's the the opportunities in people in the face of, of global warming and this new global health crisis it's it's, it's all about people and it's, it's those connections could you tell us a little bit about how you sorry I didn't want to interrupt what you just about to say.
1: No, no, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say anything. I'm just breathing. I'm doing my deep breathing to relax. Um, yeah, yeah. I can tell you something about energy connectors. Well, you were going to say something at the end of that, Francesca. So can I tell you something about energy connectors and how it started? Or? Oh,
0: I would love to know how it started, but also how how are you adapting in this new sort of status quo? How what are your how have your plans changed this year? So yeah, I'd love to love to hear about how you started it and also what are your plans sort of moving forward
1: in 2020. Okay, well, I, I won't bore you with how it started because it was it was sort of started by mistake, really. It was just getting people together in the job that I was doing, getting people together, clients, and saying, rather than me just come to your office and talk to you for 30 minutes face-to-face over a desk and it'll be very formal, why don't we um, meet in a bar and I'll invite some other people that do what you do, asset managers, fund managers, developers, um, and we can all chat together and you know maybe we can do some business together rather than me just doing trying to get some business from you um maybe you can do business with me and can do business with him and her and we can we can start to make it a bit more um cooperative um so i i was gonna have Five people come out for a drink with me one night and I ended up with about 23. Mm-hmm. And we all had such a brilliant time. Somebody said to me, you should do this on a bigger scale, Steve, because we've had a fantastic evening. I got some work from him. That lawyer over there is gonna do my legals for me. That tax um, uh, expert is gonna, is gonna do my uh, tax and, and financial modeling. Uh, that developer's building something I might wanna buy it from him that financier can can lend us some money. So that one evening came out with something fantastic. So so Energy Connectors was sort of born from that. Um, So then uh, it went from sort of having networking evenings with people sort of turning up, having a drink and all very informal and very relaxed. Uh, And then I thought, well, this is good as far as it goes, but actually as a group of people, we can do something rather you know something rather more uh, effective for um for climate change in general you know what we're doing is for business we're all getting something out of it and the result of that is we are deploying more solar panels or more wind farms or uh, more electric vehicle charges or whatever it is smart grid applications but you know that that's helping us from a business point of view but let, let's broaden this out a bit and let's try and involve some, some scientists, some lawyers, some investors. Um, let's, let's get a, a bigger view. So I started then to do some conferences um, and the conferences worked really well. And then I thought, one of the issues I've got is that a, when I do a conference, most of the people that, standing up well sorry not when i do a conference when i go to conferences most of the panels are men um they've all got something good to say don't get me wrong but invariably they're all men secondly they're all telling us the same thing because it's the same men at the same conferences typically Mm. and they don't really say anything new and that's not their fault but it's the fault of the conference organizers because they keep putting on conferences which cover the same points. asset management o and m uh, investment in uh, renewable energy projects and i thought this is great this is fine for the renewable energy industry but one of the things the industry always complained about is that they're not getting enough people outside of the industry to buy into it and i thought well it's because you keep doing events and conferences for your industry and that's it you know you mm-hmm. need to broaden that out so I started doing conferences, taking some esoteric and quite diverse topics um, and getting some new faces in. And I always said that there will, you know, there will always be a 50-50 split, but I've always had more women than men because men are, when I ask men to to speak, um, there are a handful that that jump at the chance and are always willing and and they're very lovely to do that, um, but a lot of the men in the renewable energy energy industry I talk to just don't want to know, uh, and I think okay well that's fine, um, but um, but women are more than happy to join in and I think and I think a I'm not asking them because they're women I'm asking them because of the job they do, mm. uh, and they're all expert they're all at the top of their tree or or making their way to the top of the tree they're all hugely intelligent very interesting to talk to have very interesting things to say and um i was able as you say last year to put on um that conference during london climate action week and had 18 speakers all of them were women um and that was by design but since then i've done conferences and they've either been sort of 70 30 split in favor of women or you know or, or greater um and um that's how things have moved forward so i did a really good um I, I, it was an excellent conference just before uh, it was at the end of february and it was bringing the nuclear industry people in the nuclear industry together with people in the renewables industry uh, yeah. because i thought that was uh, it's not something that has been done much before, if at all. Um, And there are natural barriers in between the two. Um, But both um, energy sources produce zero carbon emission Mm. power generation. And I thought, this is is something we need, even if it's a transitional period. But to bring us round to net zero uh, by 2050, if not sooner, we probably need it sooner. Yeah. then we should be looking at that you know natural gas isn't uh, a natural partner to renewables so anyway i'm i'm, I'm going off all sorts of tangents and i do apologize but no, um, energy connectors has become more now uh a conferencing i'm looking to do things more differently i'm looking to raise money through events whether it's for the big issue and, and homeless people and i don't mean just people sleeping rough but you know There's 320,000 homeless people in the UK, and a lot of these are families um, or single parent families living in temporary accommodation, sheltered accommodation. They don't have a place to call home, uh, and they need help, especially now. Uh, They're on the breadline if they've got any money at all. Um, There are other things that I want to get involved in. Um, I tried to set up something in March uh, for the um, Australian uh, bushfire emergency, but um coronavirus put paid to that or, or at least uh, yeah coronavirus pandemic um i'm looking to do that in september all things being equal nice. and um and and that's also in conjunction with um a wildlife uh, so the the bushfire thing would be with wwf um, and uh, i'm looking to help a wildlife charity that does amazing work in zambia um and bringing together a, a, an evening event which would have a couple of bands uh, one's called the moulettes um who are sort of a, a bit of a prog rock but not really i mean they've been compared to maybe you know people like roxy music early bowie things like that but they're they're amazing um and they're amazing musicians it's a mix of sort of folk rock and classical almost um and another indie band from germany called how to loop brazil and they're just they're just brilliant they write Mm. just brilliant pop songs and um it's sort of a, a mix between punk new wave jangle pop you know if you if you sort of put the stranglers and uh, see, and these, I'm just showing you how old I am. The Stranglers, uh, the Smiths, um, uh, Blondie, and maybe Antiros, and, and uh, some new wave bands now at the moment. Um, th- that's what they're like. They're just fantastic. Uh, and JC Kikoli, uh, climate change um, equality uh, driven women's rights, children's rights campaigner, but she's a comedian, a writer, um, actress. Um, from the states, which she's also based part of the time in London, she's she's involved. She's going to do some stand up. She's going to host the event, and we're going to have it in Brighton probably. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just want to. I want, and this is about climate change. This is about making it sort of fun, bringing diverse people together. This is what energy networks is about: hearing different views and opinions, um, not hearing the same old stuff uh which is fantastic the same old stuff is great for people in the business Mm -hmm. but people outside of the business want to know a bit more about climate change without without necessarily the technicalities of how we're going to do it they just want to know can we do it and let's have fun doing it um you know everybody together i think groups like xr are fantastic but they have no end game i don't think they they sort of i know you're you're a member of uh of xr and um dr alison green have you listened to that video chat i had with her
0: not yet no not oh, okay. yeah.
1: so alison, yeah. alison is brilliant i mean she she has been very influential on me in looking at climate change generally and, and differently to the way I was a, few, a couple of years ago. Um, but when uh, XR started in around October 2018, she was one of the first people involved with the founders. Um, Gail Bradbrook and um, I've forgotten his name. Remind me.
0: Um, Doesn't matter. No,
1: sorry, Roger, no, I was... Roger Hallam. Roger Hallam thank you yeah so i was a member are, 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 are credited as being the founders but uh, uh dr Alison green got involved very early doors with them and became the academic lead uh for xr getting scientists and academics behind what they were doing and she she managed to do that brilliantly well um and she still does that but she's she's not necessarily so linked with xr anymore um she's uk director of scientist warning so she's very much involved in climate change but not necessarily xr because i think i i don't want to speak for her but i got the impression my impression my perception was um that she felt that xr had lost their way a little and were had done brilliant work had got the attention of politicians and of the public and then had nowhere else to take it, and disruption is good to a point, uh, but thereafter you've got to have something else to go with that. And Productive, I think yeah, I
0: production. think that's what
1: she felt was missing. So disrupting uh, city centres, um, gluing yourself to trains, etc. You know, I think, and the public did. They they lived with that for a while. The first few times it happened, and then the public won't won't live with it forever and they want to see i would like i would like to see xr do something more now you know they, they had a lot of people behind them they probably still do um they were engaging with the investor community they were engaging with business that was the plan uh and then it sort of stopped nothing much has happened since um and, you know, apart aside from what we're going through at the moment, um, where concentration on coronavirus is important from everybody, um, but, you know, I think XR had lost their way before this.
0: I think it's, um, yeah, I, I love XR. I mm, we're Sorry, please go on.
1: No, I was going to say, sorry, Francesco, I, I'm not looking for you to agree with me, and please disagree with me if you really want to, And uh, if you want to. Um, it was just my view, and I, you, you don't, you know, I, I know you're a member of XR, and I know people that are, I signed up to them, but then I haven't really had much to do with them since, because I also felt, you know, maybe, uh, you know, that it needed to go somewhere else, but and Energy Connectors was never an XR thing, don't get me wrong, but it, it was trying to look at doing positive things by getting people involved from all walks of life in changing that status quo rather than, you know, let, let's do it in, in, a, in a way, in ways which we can actually make changes, make little changes, small changes. Those changes become bigger when you get together and get a group and you can put pressure... Uh, and you can you know get more things done um so i interrupted you you are a member of xr no um, not
0: at all you're fine i did um i was a member of xr i did get very very involved um in the beginning when when it came when they, we set up a local one in my town but i i had so many other things on my plate i just didn't yeah. feel like i could give it the attention that it needed and i i was prepping to declare a biodiversity and climate emergency for my local town council as one of um, my duties that i've said that i would do as a town councillor so it's um i I agree with you on so many levels i I think xr is um i love that they stand for the rawness and the desperation that we all need to engage with in order to get through this, this this crazy time but also i i think it's absolutely vital that we have energy connectors and and people like you making sure that we turn this into fun and it has to, so people can engage with it because life is life is so hard as it is people don't need something else to think about to add onto their their long list of things that they have to do it's it's got to be fun it's got to be engaging, and I think energy connectors is, is it just sound oh just it sounds like the the, the partying it's party for the planet i love it i think is how what how old do you have to be to join could, could there be like a youth
1: energy connection well do you know I'm what a, a bit like xr that there is no membership i, I mean i'm it, it's it's a club if you want to join it and want to be part of it and attend some of the things we do um but i don't charge anybody it, the idea behind it was never to make money and um although i set it up as a business now so i could have a website and everything mm. else you know, I, I I would do it for the love of it. And um, I don't charge people much money. And, and typically the money I do charge when I charge is really just to cover costs. Um, so, um, you know, some people might think it's frivolous uh, and it's not important. But, you know, um, we mustn't lose our sense of humour, especially in times like these. Like exactly. through climate change, like through coronavirus, we've got to be... Um, realistic we've got to be um positive and we've got to find some escape we don't want to be paralyzed by these things um we we have locked down physically but we mustn't have locked down mentally we need to think about things and be um and and be serious about them and, and accept that they are serious issues um but having fun and enjoying laughter is not um it's not a frivolous thing and um having some bands play and raise some money and having people talk to me on these video casts for the conversation piece isn't isn't you know they're designed to try and bring awareness they're designed to make it more enjoyable and engaging to listen to and watch um and yeah i mean i would I would really like to do one with, I mean, you're doing this for, for school children. I don't know what age group you're talking about. What, what age group is it, Francesca?
0: From about 11, 12 to 17, 18, but it's it's content for okay. everybody, really. But it's-
1: okay so um yeah i mean my events anybody, anybody could come to those in that age group Um probably not the 11 year olds mm-hmm. because some of them are in um in bars in the evenings but certainly conferences certainly uh uh podcasts and things like that um and you know if i if i did a fun event um again you know teenagers can come to those you know like the band
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the, the the bands and the, and the comedy thing um and you know, if if one of your um, teachers or, or or class teachers wanted to to do um, one of my conversation pieces along with their their kids um, in their classroom, um, I would love to do that on Skype. We'd we'd do a Skype chat, uh, a Skype chat uh, with um, you know, uh, get some children involved and get their views. I I would love to do that. That And the next conference I do, if one of the kids. Um, you know wants to come and and talk and open up the conference with their thoughts on um, climate change and and everything else then they would be more than welcome
0: oh that's just wonderful that would, just that i think that that's i might have to leave it there because we're almost come into time but i think that would that's a great place to leave it because i would um it, it opens up for another conversation we can have in ne- the next few months. In
1: touch Absolutely.
0: That would Absolutely. Just be wonderful. Oh, That would just be fabulous. One thing I was going to ask, I was going to say, mm. for high-energy, bubbly social people like yourself, what have you been doing, doing during this, this Well, what have I
1: been doing? To, yeah, to keep well, this very high and do... your
0: mental health in check. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, I, I do have a proper day job um, with Stieg solar German company um, Mm and we provide O&M services that's the end of that plug Mm -hmm. so I am working from home um, dealing with my colleagues in Spain in England and in Germany so with with telephone and with internet and an email that's fine I can do that I've read a lot more uh, than I would do normally Uh, I've listened to all the old bands that I haven't listened to for a long time so I listen to a lot of music um I read a lot of non-related um articles online I don't read too much about coronavirus because now it's becoming you know a new death toll record a new Mm. record has been set and I think I don't need to know that Mm. not really it's not going to help me um I, I, I need to know the more positive things So you've got to be careful what you read. Um, But yeah, so I I, I mean, it's difficult. It's not easy. Um, But um, yeah, I speak to people on the phone a lot. Uh, I try and make people laugh. and They try to make me laugh. And we have silly conversations with people I know personally of an evening. Um, To be honest, I mean, the only thing that's really changed is that I can't get out and meet people face to face which is what i love doing which is yeah. where energy connectors came from and um and and i can't bring brilliant people together which is what i love doing too you know um brilliant um men and women uh together to do a conference to have a talk to do an event and that's that's what's really missing for me yeah so um, you've been
0: you've been staying positive you're, keeping busy. you're you're still talking to people you're focusing on the positives and i was just with one more questions if i may in this world of fake news where can young people go to keep up to date with the latest in renewable energy the climate crisis like do you have any websites that they that you could sort of maybe mm. shout out to that young people might be able to to check out just to keep on top of things and know that they're getting real good yeah. information
1: well, I don't know because when I was a kid which is you know 1834 I used to watch things like John Craven's Newsround and um that probably doesn't exist anymore um, but but young kids are far more sophisticated now than they were when I was 11 or 12 um and so they can probably absorb and accumulate a lot more information uh, with with more serious content, if you like, uh, they're more they're more used to it, they're more acclimatized to it. But I still don't know of any. I mean, apart from the BBC, who I think cater for everybody particularly well and for younger people too, um, whether that's via BBC radio podcasts or their news channels, um, I can't think of any any particular news outlet that I would. Absolutely Trust, um, which would aim uh, an unbiased opinion directed at younger people. Um, I don't have children, so I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not genned up on all of that very well at all. I so guess, I guess
0: car- no worries, I guess Carbon Tracking <laughs> would be a great, a great one as well, because that's a good website where they can go in. And-
1: the carbon tracker is a fantastic website mm-hmm. i mean i'm sorry yeah so no it's okay it's <laughs> like carbon tracker world health organization mm. um you know some of their some of their reports um uh, and, and the charities you know from from charities like shelter or All the big issue is a is a good one to read as mm-hmm. well um
0: have you heard you
1: of know, gap oh sorry no
0: go on i was saying have you heard of gap minder hans rosling He, he- no. Oh, that's an incredible one. He basically he delves into so many incredible questions and there's loads of interactive um, yeah. things that you can do. But yeah, gapminder, Hans rosling great okay. great resource. I will,
1: so. I will make a note and have a look. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, yeah, my focus on kids is is as I say, I don't have children, so um I, I'm just childish
0: myself. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, we've all got to keep young at heart. So I think that's
1: gotta stay young at heart. That's <laughs>
0: it exactly. Oh.
1: Francesca, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you ever so much for giving me the opportunity of waffling on, oh, no, and
0: I wonderful. do apologise if you. I've waffled on too no, much. No, please, and, uh, you've been fabulous. Thank you so much. I'd love to just um, round up here with just a few um, relaxation yeah. breaths, breaths. as this is a. Oh podcast, yes, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a podcast designed to help young people know that they are doing their best to stop greenhouse gas emissions from continuing to rise and to stay cool, calm, and collected. So. Yeah, I'll just start off here. We're gonna take a deep breath in okay. and a deep breath out. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna breathe in for four one, two, three, four, and breathe out for four one, two, three, four. Breathe in for four. And breathe out for four. Ah, I could do that all day. Really helps me connect, reconnect with that my mind me to and sleep my body. All my time.
1: <laughs> I was so relaxed I almost nodded off.
0: It's a wonderful one. Yeah, oh, good. Brilliant. I'm glad. Yeah, no, it's a great one. I did. Um, yeah, I've meditated since I started junior and it's um, yeah that little but trick. I, I would,
1: I, yeah, I would say to kids stay positive. be happy be kind to each other because that is probably the most important thing to be Mm. and uh, look out for each other you know don't don't worry about it it's it's all going to get better at some point soon um but you know everything you do think about how it affects somebody else and if it affects them in a good way what you're doing is brilliant if it's going to affect them in a bad way don't do it Simple.
0: I just, right. just like oh, sorry just end on this because it's just so beautiful what you said i asked you in a pre-interview <laughs> questionnaire um what your motivations are to saving the world in your amazing way and you said the young and their future and the fear of what will be left if we don't change the way we've been doing things since the industrial revolution it's just it's, yeah uh, just beautifully said i just think it's yeah it's all about peace and kindness and love to one another and yeah.
1: I know it sounds I know it sounds a bit hippie, mm-hmm. um but actually it is it's sort of true and mm-hmm. um you know um yeah i mean it's all about young people i mean as I say i don't have kids, so I could be very selfish and think who cares um, but I do care and I do care for other people's children and for children, you know seeing them happy is is one of the most rewarding things in life you know seeing a smiling child a laughing child is just so brilliant and um i don't want them to be bogged down with all of what's going on to the point where they feel despair Let, let's let's save them from that because they don't need to despair it will it will improve It because well. we as the oldies are going to make it happen
0: absolutely yeah absolutely not
1: you you're your <laughs> I didn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, no! I'm getting there. You'll be thirty soon, but it's all good. We're all soon. getting there. Yeah, we're all
1: hey, getting there. It's been brilliant to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate it. And, <laughs> Thank um, you
0: so much.
1: If you find <laughs> any children in a in a class with a with a teacher that wants to do a podcast with Energy Connectors and have it on Twitter and LinkedIn and God knows where else on my website, <laughs> then let me know who they are and we'll do
0: it. That would be wonderful. Could just a shout out. Could you do a? Um, could you let um, people know where they can find you and how they can? Oh, yeah.
1: So, so, Energy Connectors is very simple. It's www.energyconnectors.com Perfect.
0: That's wonderful. I'll put that in the bio for this episode. And um yeah, thank you so much again. It's just been absolutely wonderful. Thank you, wonderful. Francesca. Take Pleasure care, to talk and we'll catch Bye. Bye.